Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Before we start the show, I want to let you know something. My latest novel, Personal Fable, is free for the next uh, few days. So if you're hearing this ad, it's currently free if you're a Kindle user. So just look it up on your Kindle. If you don't have a Kindle, you can even get one of those for free by getting the free Kindle app on your phone. And then head over, get Personal Fable, have a read, and if you love it, leave a review. And I hope you love the story. Now, let's get on with the podcast. P.S. The promotion runs the 11th, 12th, and 13th of March. Welcome back to the Hemingway List podcast for day two of the Oxford Book of English Verse. If you're still here, thank you. Yesterday was a shambles. Book, uh, sorry, day one of poetry was bad. I apologize for yesterday's podcast. I thought about doing it again um, because since yesterday, Techrific and Acoustic Eels have been dropping in the comments for the discussion the English translations of the poems. I don't know what you're thinking. The book's called The English Book of Verse. Why aren't they in English? I guess they're in Old English and it's a different I just thought it was the same. Maybe the spelling would be a bit funky. Maybe it sounded a bit Shakespeare-ish. But it's like medieval speak, and um, it's yeah, it's nearly unrecognizable in some places. So I had no idea what I was saying. I had no idea how to pronounce these words. I butchered it, right? So I thought, if I had known there was modern translations, or if I had a thought of that, um, I should have done that. But I didn't. I kind of like it. It's a rocky start. It's a terrible podcast. Probably lost half my audience, but the whole thing about reading these books is getting better at literature with each other. You know, we're using this book of Hemingway's recommended books to become better authors, to become better readers. And that's part of the journey. Reading seven poems terribly. Um, like I said in yesterday's podcast, the poems in this book are ordered chronologically. Chronologically, So the first poems we're going to be reading for the first few days are the oldest ones. Uh, and then as we progress, the language will quickly become more modern. That said, I will also look for more modern translations if I can find them. That said, today's episode... Today's reading is only one very short poem. Compared to yesterday's, yesterday was seven poems. Today we're reading Robert Manning of Brun, uh, his poem. And it's very short. It's going to take us, you know, a minute to read. But I couldn't find, I couldn't find a modern translation. But the language in it is pretty easy to interpret. So I think I can translate it myself. Or at least pronounce the words correctly. So I think today's reading will be a lot better than yesterday's. Look, moving forward, the daily readings will be one or two or three poems, typically. So it won't be hard to pick them apart, to find more modern translations, to translate words here and there. When it's seven, that task becomes a bit jumbled. Um, So it was a rocky start, but I think as we progress, we're going to get better. All right, we're going to get better. And today's episode will prove that, if I can just stop rambling and get into it. So I guess first thing we've got to do is read the discussion for yesterday's poems. And I will read a couple of the modern translations too. Starting with the first one, which was called Cuckoo. 
Summer has arrived, loudly sing, cuckoo. The seed is growing, and the meadow is blooming, and the wood is coming into leaf now. Sing, cuckoo. The ewe is bleating after her lamb, the cow is lowing after her calf. The bollock is prancing, the billy goat farting, or the stag cavorting. Sing merrily, cuckoo. Cuckoo, cuckoo, you sing well, cuckoo. Never stop now. Sing cuckoo, now sing. Cuckoo, sing cuckoo, sing cuckoo, now. There you go. Much. Uh, it's beautiful. If, except maybe for the billy goat farting. <laughs> that was a little bit much. But uh, beautiful, beautiful. Acoustic Eel says, This poem is the lyrics to Summer is Ecumenin which is famous for being one of the oldest surviving pieces of polyphonic music ever, which is that round canon, meaning the melody can be sung in overlapping entrances, similar to how you do row, row, row your boat, if you know what I mean. So you say row, row, row your boat, and then as you say gently down the stream, someone else comes in saying row, row, row your boat. So they overlap, and they overlap and overlap, uh, until there's up to six singers which I can play for you, actually, in case you don't know what that sounds like. Let me just see if I can get this to work. Um, what speakers am I using? Probably can't hear that. Okay, that's apparently the song. <laughs> Probably couldn't hear that very well. It's just coming through my little computer speakers, but there you go. Um, let's read another one. Um, springtide. Spring has arrived with love, with flowers and with birdsong, bringing all this joy. Daisies in the valleys. These birds sing in great numbers and chirp about their wealth of joy so that all the wood rings. The rose begins to blush the leaves in the light green wood Animals, animals cajole their mates like a f- quietly flowing stream. Many men of spirit complain. I know that I'm one of them because I'm crossed in love. The moon sends out her light, so does the bright, beautiful sun. When birds sing gloriously, dews drench the hills. Animals murmur secretly, passing their own judgments. Worms make love underground. Women put on amazing airs. It suits them so well to do it. If I don't have my will of one... I'll give up all this wealth of joys and flee straight to the woods. I think that translation is a bit of like a literal one, like it doesn't rhyme anymore. Um, But yeah, cool. I feel like the first two poems have been about springtime, which is probably for a lot of people. Oh, actually, no, the first one, literally the first line says, summer has arrived. Um, So there you go, you've got summer and spring. But here I am over in Australia where it's the middle of autumn. So... um, doesn't exactly fit. Beautiful nonetheless. Um, the next one's first line is Winter awakens all my grief. Here we go. we got a winter one. These are all seasonal. I'm getting it. How's this? How's how I understand things? This world's joy. Oh, by the way, this is not how the podcast is going to progress for the rest. I'm rereading yesterday's poems because I butchered them so badly, but usually I won't be doing this. I'll be discussing them. Maybe dissecting them a little bit, picking them apart, quoting a few lines here and there. Um, and then the reading will be, you know, the next poem from the book, today's poems. But um, yeah, just just for this episode, I am going back 
and rereading some of yesterday's in the translations because, yeah, because I butchered them so badly. Winter Awakens All My Grief, translated by A. Jokinen. This World's Joy is the alternate title. Winter Awakens All My Grief. Now these leaves grow bare. Often I sigh and sorely mourn when it enters my thoughts regarding this world's joy, how it all comes to naught. Now it is and now it is not, as if it had never been. Indeed, as many men say, so it is. All goes away except God's will. We all shall die, though we like it ill. All the grain which I planted green, now it fellows altogether. Jesus, help that this be known, and shield us all from hell, for I know not whither I shall go, <clears throat> nor how long there I will dwell. Zock says this one is my favourite. Spooky ending. Now, question, is there one that pertains to autumn? We've had winter, summer and spring. Hmm. Well, this one's about a blowing wind. I feel like that's fairly autumnal. Um, and, oh, I like this one. This one's got the Latin bits translated. All right, I'll go one more. I'm just going to go this one. Um, what's this one called? I can't think. It doesn't have the name there. Oh, a hymn to the Virgin of one that is so fair and bright uh, like a star of the sea this is the one that had the Latin bits in between and I'm translating the Latin bits as well of one that is so fair and bright like a star of the sea brighter than the day's light both mother, mother and maiden I cry to thee, thou see to me lady, pray thy son for me so pure that I may come to thee, Maria all this world was forlorn because of Eve, a sinner, till our Lord was born through you, his mother. With Avid went away, darkest night, and comes the day of salvation. The well springeth out of thee, of virtue. Lady flower of everything, rose without thorn, thou bear Jesu, heaven's king, by divine grace. Of all thou bearest the prize, Lady Queen of Paradise, chosen, made mild, Mother Esefecta, you are made. Beautiful. All right. Um, I feel like we, we spent a lot of, most of the conversation um, from today's is us just sort of, I don't know, there's a little bit, there's a little bit. Of discussion, uh, sorry. Today's um, discussion forum. The reason I'm stuttering and stalling is because the forum itself is quite messy, because we've all gone in and tried to do translations and given each other advice on how to translate it. Um, I like that we covered the seasons. I like that we uh, kind of. I don't know, touched on the, the the Virgin Mary and Jesus a little bit. They didn't feel too religious, though. They just felt, I don't know, they were pretty. I thought they were pretty poems. Um, all right. Let's move on. All right, let's move on. Let's not dwell on the first day too much because I feel like we're off to a rocky start. Yesterday's reading was terrible. 
We didn't have much dissection in the comments. We didn't really discuss the poems too much. We just tried to get the translation straight. So let's move on. Day two, poem two, or uh, poet two, I should say. And today's poet is Robert Manning of Brun, born 1260, died 1340. Uh, and the poem is called Praise of Women. No thing is to man so dear as woman's love in good manier. Manier? Manner? In good manner? Manier? A good woman is man's bliss. There her love right and steadfast is. There is no solace under heaven of all that a man may nev name, um, of all that a man may name, that should a man so much glue, uh, which means gladden, that should a man so much gladden as a good woman that loveth true. Nay, dearer is none in God's herd than a chaste woman with lovely word. All right, that's that. That's the poem. Nice and short. I, pr I still butchered it a little bit, but it was clearer, wasn't it? You've got to say that was clearer. We know that this was a poem just quite simply saying that the the best thing for a man in this world is a woman's love, I think, really. That's what this poem was about. Do you agree? Do you like the sentiment? Do you like the poem? Chuck it in the comments and I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks uh, and thanks to everyone who helped um, straighten out yesterday's mess. <laughs> I do appreciate it. All right. See you guys.